Welcome to the Wild Strategy Podcast. My name is Jessa Lewis. I'm a social media expert, light worker, and business amplifier, and my company centers around elevating others. Here's a little bit of my background. For over a decade, I dimmed my own power to self-protect from past traumas. Now it's my mission to help others shine like I learned how to, and also show them how to amplify their soul-led messages to the world. I believe we're at a point in history where soulpreneurs like us everywhere are realizing just how much of an impact we can make together, and I'm dedicated to helping facilitate this. From showing you how to maximize the reach of your conscious business, to strategizing intuitively, to looking at alternative practices with mindset and spirituality, I'll be unpacking my knowledge and bringing on a host of amazing guest experts to share their potent modalities as well. So let's jump in. Welcome, 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 beautiful soul to another episode of Wild Strategy. I'm Jessa Lewis. I'm here to talk about all things wild strategy and thank you for tuning in to today's episode. So I want to talk about something a little bit uncomfortable and something that as early entrepreneurs, we need to talk about and we need to address and that's financing. So how do we actually finance our online businesses and balance our finances as early entrepreneurs when everything isn't necessarily working out and when we're not having currently the abundance raining down everywhere. I touched on this um, in an article that I wrote recently um, that's going to be published soon. And I mentioned there that um, Forbes, and they were quoting Bloomberg, They said that eight out of 10 entrepreneurs or new businesses fail in the first 18 months. That's 80% of them. They fail. And they put it down to um, suggested that it was mainly financing. And I think that that definitely comes into play a lot of the time. But it's also about um, motivation and endurance and having the courage to push through even when things aren't working out, especially from a financial point of view. So for me personally, like I started out my journey as an entrepreneur 10 months ago, roughly 10 months ago, and I had a very lucrative career as the sole breadwinner for our household. My husband was a stay-at-home dad for our two toddlers. And then five months in, the chapter on that career in social media and business management closed. And so I had to rely on my hustle alone Um, and then in due course, um, government assistance and my husband, he returned to the workforce and he's, um, been, you know, getting intermittent work. So we had a massive shift in our finances and that's been something that has been a challenge to balance and to, to deal with. And it's can be at times discouraging because it's one of those big, big stress points. And it's also can be a um, point of pain with respect to pride. Ignore that. If you heard that, that's just my dog, like choosing to leave the room. He's like, what? You're going to talk about money? I'm going to leave. Leave. Um, (laughs) I I don't necessarily talk about this sort of stuff most of the time because I get very prideful around it. I don't like people to know when I'm struggling or when like, you know, everything's not going perfectly and smooth sailing. And there's, you know, a lot of stories that I have around that, that I need to work through. Um, 
but it's something that we do need to talk about and we do need to support each other in because it's a massive reason why people step away from their online businesses and go back to a traditional nine to five job. And it's also why a lot of people don't actually get started. So there are so many potential entrepreneurs out there. There are so many amazing men and women who have incredible ideas and messages and gifts and callings that they don't press play on because they're really worried about the financial aspect of it. So starting a side hustle and then needing to leave their main employment or getting fired or um, leaning more and more into their authenticity and their transparency with their business and then having existing clients walk away or shifting their business strategy or their niche to um, follow alignment and then having their current community and customers choose to go elsewhere. Like it can be something that comes up on a recurring basis that stops us from moving forward because we're like, yeah, but at the end of the day, I got to pay my bills. And that's a really real thing that shouldn't be dismissed. There are a lot of people in the online coaching industry that will just say, oh, you know, you've got to lean into um, resistance and you've got to just invest in yourself and you just got to believe and then it will all work out. And that's true. Like if you like go into something a thousand percent and you go all at it, then I believe a hundred percent that it will work out for you. But we also have our own stories, our own healing, our own blocks that sometimes don't allow us to be going in full throttle or, you know, they sit in our way and we don't consciously see the way forward and upwards. And then in the meantime, we've got to put food on the table. We've got to keep a roof over our heads and life goes on. And when you're responsible for dependence or, you know, you've got a family or you're not, you know, necessarily, um, you know, living with minimal expenses because, you know, you don't have a share room, you have a whole house to pay the rent for. You don't have one mouth to feed, you have four or you have five or you have a dozen. Like these, you know, these are very real things that don't need to be pushed under the carpet. And, you know, just, just told, well, you know, you get over it and, you know, you just got to try better. No, like, let's actually talk about it. Like, how can we move forward um, whilst respecting our finances and respecting, you know, this, the different situations that we're in? Like, how do we get to move forward as online business owners and entrepreneurs whilst dealing with the very, you know, real realness of finances? So... For me personally, like I, you know, I have an ebb and a flow with this. Like on some days I'm like, oh my goodness, it's, it's you know, all in control. It's all awesome. And, you know, um, um, currently like this projected month is projected to bring in uh, more income than 75% of my, the entire lifetime of my business. But then some months it, that's not the reality or that's not the projection. And yeah, you know, you, you've got to work around that. So I've had to realize that it doesn't have to look a certain way. So I had a very romanticized idea of how my hustle would look when I went full-time hustle, um, when I moved away from my main job. So I was like, okay, like I'm all in on my hustle now. You know, that's, that's the situation. 
Now, if I have to take any, you know, secondary income, I've failed. That's not true. Like, what is the objective here? And I think this is something that we all get to ask ourselves. What is the objective? Is the objective to be able to stand there in, you know, up on our, you know, the mountain that we've created for ourselves and be like, I did it all through this one particular, you know, business um, uh, space or with this one particular income stream. I did it all through that. Like, is that our calling? Is that why we were put in the space we were to do the business that we've, you know, started or that we want to start? No, it's not about the way up the mountain. It's about the end goal. It's about the the mission. And the mission isn't for it to have looked a certain way. The mission is for us to have helped or made a difference for, you know, our clients, our customers, our tribe, our community um, with respect to X, Y, Z. So we don't necessarily get to decide how that process goes. All we've got to focus on is the mission and be like, okay, today, however, you know, that gets made up, are we making a difference with respect to our mission? So my mission is to help inspired entrepreneurs, the next million inspired entrepreneurs all around the world, attract their clients and create strategy. So that's my mission. Now, do I need to reach that mission by only showing up in my hustle, in my this Jesse Lewis um, hat? Or can it be through other means? It can. Like, it does not have to look a certain way to meet the end goal. And this is not um, a concept I came up with on my own. I was having breakfast with um, a beautiful friend of mine, and she was speaking about her journey and how it had evolved and how she had to um, throw her own rule book out the window and be reminded of that fact that it doesn't have to look a certain way so long as she is so showing up and serving with her gifts. And I was like, wow, that's something I get to take on board. The second thing is um, something that I heard on a podcast that I was listening to recently. And I think it was the Mamma Mia podcast. It might have even been the first episode. Either way, it was with the author of Eat, Pray, Love. And she was saying that she grew up the way she was raised was to follow your passions follow what you're interested in but not expect that to pay for you so she loved writing she had a love of writing but she said she never put pressure on herself as an artist as a writer for that to be her main source of income and i thought that was really fascinating like I'm someone that I believe that you you um, probably are going to be more inclined to um, bring in abundance if you are creating business from a place of purpose and passion. Like I wholeheartedly believe that. Um, but I also found it really fascinating that she said that she never put pressure on that as being like the main source of her income. Because a lot of people um, do do that. They say it has to look a certain way and I have to be getting all of my income from this, you know, this uh, business of passion. And then if I don't, I have failed and then they never try again because they always cite that. They'll be like, oh, but I tried. I tried that one time to be an artist. I tried that one time to be a musician. I tried that one time to be a writer or to be a coach and I failed. So I'd done my dash and now it's back to the nine to five for the rest of my life. 
And you can set yourself up for failure sometimes when you have that massive expectation that it has to be the main source of your income if you do go in, if you do make an attempt for it, and that it has to look a very specific way. Um, so I think we get to we get to cross that off the list. And yes, it can be, it can look a certain way. It can be your main source of income. And I think that's what we should all strive for. But in the meantime, it does not have to look that way from the get-go. Like most um, entrepreneurs that I really admire online, they say, they say it may look like all of a sudden everything came together for me. It may look like I just like had it easy and that, oh, I went viral and oh, I got like all of these views or oh, I got like, you know, um, 50,000 followers, but it didn't happen overnight. And there was a, you know, a real process that wasn't all smooth sailing where they second guessed themselves, where they had moments where they were like, oh my God, like, how am I going to do this? from a motivational point of view, from a financial point of view, where on paper it did not look like it was going to work, but they made it work somehow, however that looked, and then eventually it paid off. And so that sort of brings me to my third point, which is around being resourceful. So I had um, a woman say this to me recently. She was like, wow, she was like, you are so resourceful. And I was like, yeah, I will take that. I will receive that because I am. Uh, I will find a way, like whatever way. Um, But sometimes like, you know, I have to be like, okay, you know, step aside pride and, you know, just just make this work. So for me, um, from a very practical point of view, over the the last um, five or so months, like I got – um, an annual leave payout and whatnot. And, you know, that, that kept us, um, at a comfortable standpoint for a period of time. And then I had to start getting resourceful. So I'm somebody that, um, I don't like clutter. I'm a minimalist at heart. My husband is a hoarder at heart. So perhaps that means we complement each other very well because he brings things home or finds things or whatever. And then I sell them. (laughs) And so that has become an income stream. And, you know, some people, um, they frown on that and they're like, oh, you know, I was selling stuff online. It's like, well, no, that's an income stream. So like I, we moved to a smaller house about, um, 18 months ago. And so like, I was going through the house before that and selling stuff. Um, and after as well, once we'd moved in going through selling stuff and it's, it's something that I find quite soothing to do. Like, um, I really, um, admire the whole Marie Kondo um, sort of stuff. Um, I I don't necessarily thank each item before it leaves the house, but, you know, I definitely believe like clean house, tidy house, tidy mind. And I feel like I can breathe better when the space is clear and when it's not full of clutter. And that pays off, literally. Like, I can't even tell you how much I've made over the years selling stuff online. And like as my kids outgrow things or, you know, as I outgrow different things in terms of my interests, boom, it gets, you know, put online and I sell things through Facebook marketplace, through Gumtree and also occasionally through eBay. And those are the main places. And so that's something that I definitely stepped up with doing, um, over the last five months. Uh, secondly, I started looking on Airtasker. So, 
depending on where you're listening to this podcast, like it will probably be called something different. Airtasker is something in Australia where people post jobs for other people to do for them. So it might be where they're looking for somebody to remove boxes from their house or cut down a podcast or waitress for them or do up some graphics, whatever. It's where they don't really want to go to a company or they don't want to find um, a company online to do it. They just want somebody to work with them directly and take care of it, um, possibly you know, at a little bit cheaper than what they would otherwise pay. And so I've um, been supplementing, you know, this is like another income stream, supplementing what I get with my business, what we get through government assistance, um, what I get through like selling random stuff with doing some air tasker jobs. And some of them have um, tied in to what I do with my business, which is really beautiful. Like I'll um, be doing some social media management stuff um, for uh, one woman and that job will be starting from next week. And um, I did some podcast work for another lady last week with editing up her podcast. So that's something that ties in nicely to what I do. I, um, like with that in mind, with my own business, I had a look at the different income streams that I had within that. And I was like, okay, so I love doing coaching and consulting and doing business analysis. Do I get to do social media management and offer like a, um, a more like, you know, VA type task options as well? Does that get to be another arm of my business that in due course I could build out and actually like hire people to be doing that under my business umbrella? And so that's something that I've started doing as well. So I've diversified with the offerings within my own business too. And the last thing that I started doing was um, I started doing some mystery calls and I had a bit of anxiety around this when I did the first one because I had never done anything like that before and it, and um, it sort of brought up a lot for me around like starting out, um, you know, doing things when I was a teenager. Um, uh, one of my initial jobs as a teenager was to do cold calling for selling security products. So I was a telemarketer and I used to get so much anxiety before I, I jumped on a call. So I had some flashbacks to that, but like it all worked fine. It was, it was all good and it was actually a bit of fun. And so like that's been, you know, another income source option that I've, I've had. And so we, you know, yes, like it, it hasn't all been perfect and it hasn't all looked a certain way, but even though like, you know, things didn't look perfect on paper, week in, week out, everything has been working out and I continue to be able to invest time and energy into my business and into my end goal and that mission. And I get to keep moving forward on that. So that's the most important thing at the end of the day is that we keep taking steps forward with whatever our mission is and that we don't allow these money situations or these ideas around money to hold us back because like money, it's, it's just an energetic exchange. Like it's just numbers and it shouldn't define our entire lives and the way we get to live into our potential. And I was listening to a separate podcast by Monica Yates, who I absolutely adore. And she's a female embodiment and period coach. And um, she does manifestation, all sorts of delightful things. 
And she was talking about, um, she was like, money never, you never end up with zero. Like money never goes to zero. Even if you're living on the street, like people will give you money or you'll find money on the ground. Like that's not to say that you're not like, you know, experiencing a really difficult situation. And <laughs> But it's still there. And like, even when, you know, like we have had weeks where it seemed really, really hard, like there's still been spare change or there's still been like some random, you know, payment comes in and, or, you know, this comes in or that comes in. Or like we realize that there's um, a lot more assistance and support than what we initially allowed ourselves to see. So like, you know, this is something that we all get to remind ourselves about when we are having a hard week and when we are letting um, the financial story or perceived reality run the show. So those are my thoughts on that let me know what your thoughts are if this is something that is running your life at the moment and running your business at the moment and yeah what you do to um, keep things balanced and keep things moving forward or yeah um, if you have any questions around that sending you lots and lots of love on this beautiful day and I will talk to you in the next episode bye guys So that was another episode of Wild Strategy. I hope you enjoyed. I love jumping on here and doing these episodes and talking to you all about all the things. If you want to be notified straight away about future episodes, make sure you subscribe here. And also let me know what you think. Uh, Drop a review in. Send me a DM over on Insta or Facebook. Take a screenshot and post your IG stories and tag me in at this Jessa Lewis and share the love. And if you really want to up-level things, head over and check out my free community too. So I've got this amazing group on Facebook. It's full of entrepreneurs from all around the world. And we talk about social media strategy and online strategy and making it easy and from soul and you can join and also get some free resources over at thisjessalewis.com forward slash tribe. So love ya and catch you next time.